Hey everyone, Chris here. I just wanted to pop on real quick and let you know that what you're about to listen to is actually a remix of our Top Disney Songs episode, which was released in the summer of 2022. This episode actually turned out to be our most successful and most downloaded show of the year, and we thought that we would re-release it here during our holiday break. And what we did is we went in, we re-edited it, we shortened it down a little bit from the original version just to streamline it a little bit more for you. But yeah, it seems like you all really like this episode a lot. And we're so happy that you decided to spend some time with us and check this episode out. So here it is, our Top Disney Songs episode remixed for your listening pleasure. And do me a favor, if this is the first time you're listening to The Chris and Amanda Show, please hit that follow button wherever you're listening to the show and we will see you soon. Today, it's all things Disney, and Chris and I are sharing our favorite Disney songs, and very hard to do, very hard to do, and we won't be rating them today because we're just sharing our top three Disney songs. We like to mix it up. Traditionally, how this show works is Chris sends me three songs, I send him three songs, and we rate them on a sliding scale of five records. One being wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and uh, five being like angels are singing and this song is on a playlist for eternity. And so that's our typical setup. But today we're just kind of shaking it up and having a little fun. And, yeah. you know, the world is heavy. So let's have some fun with Disney. That's right. That's right. Uh, we figured, why not? Let's do another. Let's just do a fun show where we're talking about all those Disney songs uh, that we really like and, and, you know, things that we grew up. On. I know not everybody is a Disney fan, right. um, which is fine. It's all good. It's all good. But you cannot deny <laughs> that Disney has not only made some of the most iconic films in cinematic history, mm-hmm. but also uh, have created songs that go along with those uh, mm. cinematic masterpieces <laughs> yeah. and uh i think no matter what age you're at you've at least been exposed mm-hmm. i think it's say i think it's fair to say you've been at least exposed to at least some sort of disney magic <laughs> I, oh, absolutely absolutely and i feel like so many songs that are the disney songs or the disney movies people can remember the experience of being in a theater or watching it with their family or just a meeting with it so i'll let you go this week because i feel like i always hog it so just to set this up and we're getting into it is that we saw so man and i just said we were like how many songs if she do and i know if, if you listen to the show a lot we do things in threes and honestly, we're going to keep it that way because what happens is a man and I could go on and on and on forever and the show would be five hours long. So in order to make it fit within this hour time frame that we have pre-established, we keep the list of three songs because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, all the banter and stuff that goes in between. Yeah. So we're going to do our top three list, starting with our number three going and then moving our way up. So my number three song. I think you're going to be so this is going to be unexpected for you, Amanda Sharp. OK, and this has always been one of my favorites. So, and it's classic. It's oh classic, classic Disney. It's When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, I almost put that on mine. From the film, because most people forget what film it's from, because Disney kind of adopted it as almost their, un- their, like their official single. theme song, yeah. their jingle. 
but it was from Pinocchio. Interesting. Originally released in 1940, written by Cliff Edwards. And here's some facts about the song, which I uh, a lot of the facts I compiled today are coming from spindity.com. Ooh, Spindity. Give credit where credit's due, because they, they did put together a really good list with some quick facts based on a lot of these songs. So uh, facts about When You Wish Upon a Star, released in 1940, written by Cliff Edwards. When You Wish Upon a Star is a classic Disney song from the American animated musical film Pinocchio. Uh, it's a song written by Lee Harline and Ned Washington for the 1940 adaptation of the film. So performed by Cliff Edwards, but written by Lee Harline, Lee Harline, Harlan and Ned Washington. Uh, <clears throat> there was a Disney version for kids that was released by Victor Records and EMI. And When You Wish Upon a Star has become the anthem for the Walt Disney Company. The company used this Disney song in the opening sequences of all editions of their television series from 1950 to 1960. Uh, the Disney song, this song, is preserved by the Library of Congress, and it was placed in the National Recording Registry in 2009. Rightfully so. And according to the American Film Institute, When You Wish Upon a Star ranked number seven in their 100 greatest songs in film history. I think that's a great ranking. I think so too. And I, and I know that the song, like I, I, I think it holds up. And for me, it just, you know, it's just like, it's, it's that song to me, you hear it and you go, you can't think of anything else, but Disney. Mm-hmm. And I also love Pinocchio. Pinocchio was like one of the first like Disney films that I, really? I'd actually like, like animated films I'd seen. And uh, I remember my, my uncle, when Laserdisc was a thing, <laughs> I remember he had it on Laserdisc. And I used to, he only had like, I think like 10 or 15 Laserdiscs. And we used to, I used to go downstairs because we lived in a two family house and he lived down. And I used to go downstairs and like watch Pinocchio on his, on his Laserdisc. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a pair of Jiminy Cricket jeans. Did you really? Oh, Jiminy I hope Cricket, you have a right on my tush. On the pocket on my tush. <laughs> and you know, I can vividly remember my mom putting those pair of jeans on the garage sale table. And Whoa. I was like, Mom, those are my favorite jeans. And she's like, Amanda, you can't fit in them anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I right then and there depantsed myself, tried to shove them on my growing body, and it did not work. And so off they went to a new homeowner. I'm well, like, Jiminy Cricket Pants, where are you? <laughs> sounds very dramatic. It was, uh, just now remembered this because of you picking this song right. from Pinocchio. By the way, spoiler alert for all listeners out there. If you buy Amanda a pair of Jimmy Cricket Pants now, an adult pair, she will wear them and she will make it real. So all I'm saying. In my skates. In her skates. So just saying, all listeners out there, anybody. <laughs> I think Amanda's trying to say she wants a new pair of Jiminy Cricket pants, adult size. Just saying. And for and those who might, <laughs> for those who might be freshly tuning in for the first time during this show, uh, Chris is very about the facts you'll learn, and I'm very about the feelings. And this story and his facts just reiterated that so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love that story every single time. You always, you always bring the story. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know how you remember these things. Mark Ronick, I'm going to Amazon right now. 
<laughs> I am telling you, that was made me so happy. <laughs> Who thought a cricket out of tush could be so amazing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I used to All have right. this. I used to have this like little toy thing too. It was it wasn't Jimmy Cricket, but it was like a cricket or a grasshopper or something. Mm-hmm. And I used to ride in it. And it was like pictures of me. Like and it used to like oh my hop along as you moved along in it. Yeah. I got so pictures fun. of it Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need to go into our vaults of photos and start throwing them on our IG feed just for I, I completely fun. I completely agree. hundred percent. I love it. I love it. All right. So coming in with my number three pick. Right. And this is very old school as well, but I'm going to do the bare necessities from the jungle book. Ah, It was on my list and I, and I took it off. So that's definitely an honorable mention for me. I can't believe it. It just happens every time. I swear to God, man, I swear, I swear. Not like I, I it. had it on my list and I took it off because to make because I was like, ah, it's going to be an honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> so in true fashion, I have a story with this song um, back in. I, I don't know. It was either second or third grade. We had to sing this at. OK, hold on. Let's go to Mark real quick. Mark coming in with someone needs to call out Chris on how he says the cricket's name. All right. So give me a name. Jiminy Cricket. Is that Jiminy Cricket? Say it again. Jiminy Cricket. Isn't it Jiminy Cricket? I just want for just the point. This is the first time Chris has been called out on how he said something because it's like, a thousand percent usually me. Or did I say cricket, Jiminy? I don't know. I care. Oh, maybe, maybe I followed. <laughs> it's already been a long morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the bare necessities, um, it was either second or third grade. We had a concert at school. I think mm-hmm. I'll school elementary schools had concerts and so the music instructor was saying you know don't lock your knees when you're standing on the bleachers you know why we're singing on stage and so this must have probably been the first concert that I would have done and so I was really focused on not locking my knees because I didn't want to pass out because I was on the top row and so I was focusing really hard on that. And then we got to the part of this song where it like has a special like note or something. And I sang it and I was like, oh, that's such a funny note. And I got into the extreme giggles and I could not stop laughing during that song. So while I was supposed to be singing the bare necessities, Amanda just sat there the whole or stood there the with not her knees locked. <laughs> the whole song giggling. Oh so my god. I have I love the movie The Jungle Book and I look back at that stupid story of me giggling and I go, <laughs> gosh almighty, I was a lot even at such a young age. <laughs> you certainly were. <laughs> I love this story. I, I just the, this this is why we do the show, everybody. So we, we do the show. Yes, we talk about music, but it's really these things. These moments are the things that make the show so special. The stories. The stories. The, stories, the absolute <laughs> stories. It's so good. Well, I, I like that pick because, like I said, it was originally on my top three that. list, and I, I it, it got moved down a spot, so it makes the honorable mention. Yes. So, yes. There you go. I love it. I love it. So, love it. necessities. I love that whole sequence. It's so great. <laughs> it's so cute. So my number two song, I'm wondering if this is on your list. This is going to be amazing if uh, if this is on your if this is on your list. But it is Under the Sea. Oh my gosh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so it's close though. It was it's, it's close. close. And you'll see. You'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, I, I've always like I'm not like I'm not obsessed with the Little Mermaid movie. Like I know a lot of 
people are like it's a good movie but i feel like yeah and i've got like my 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 sister-in-law is upset like i've got a lot of people around me who are obsessed with this movie i'm not it's it's to me it's, it's a good it's, it's good like there's actually a lot of great songs on this soundtrack like uh like what was the one ursula sings i love that that song's great too like uh um, yes She's such a good, like, the good poor Disney villains, man. Yes, poor unfortunate. Disney villains are the best. They are so mm. villain. It's great. But I, I love the songs. I, I, you know, I love Sebastian the Crab. There was this one time we went on a vacation. We were doing a drive, and uh, I was at the uh, the thrift shop, like, just picking up. Like, I think I was, I needed a new suitcase at the last time. Then we got an extra case. And while I was there, there was, it wasn't Sebastian per se, but it was a little stuffed crab. <laughs> So we, I was like, look, he's our official mascot for the trip down. And we just called him Sebastian. We put him on the dashboard as we, as we, uh, we took this like family road trip on vacation. And he was like our unofficial sponsor of, uh, of the, of the trip or our official, I shouldn't say unofficial. No, he was the official mascot of our trip. Uh, and I, I don't know. I've always loved the song. I mean, how could you not like the Calypso beat, you know, that whole Mm -hmm. like Caribbean kind of vibe and it's yeah. unknown to see. I, I don't know. I love it. I think the song's great. I, I will listen to it anytime. Definitely one of my like this song from the start. When you said, Chris, let's do a Disney list, I'm like, <laughs> under the seas on the list. Like it's I, I didn't it. even think about it. So some just quick little bits about the the song. If uh, I can't imagine anybody not hearing the song, but if you haven't heard it, here's some quick, quick little facts about Under the Sea. Uh, performed by Samuel E. Wright, released in 1991. Uh, it is one of the most popular Disney songs, actually, from this film. And it was awarded Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. So it won an Oscar. And, you know, I, I defy anybody to when you hear this to not dance. But they mm-hmm. also base a song, Under the Sea, on another song called The Beautiful Briny which appeared in the 1971 film Bed, Bed, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Bed, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Broomsticks. I had forgotten yes. about that movie. Yeah. So remember, I mean, there was that whole period of time when Disney did like just live action films. Remember that during the 70s? It was yeah. just all like Escape from Witch Mountain, like The Black Hole, like these. And these are films. I I love those films. Those That era yeah. of Disney, some of those live action films are just iconic mm-hmm. to me. Like, you know, they're just great. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, great, great movie. Wow. So, but Weird. I never realized that till after I read that 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 was that was based on that song. Crazy, and it also so it's funny too because it also won the Oscar for best original song, beating out another Little Mermaid song, "Kiss the Girl," <laughs> which is great. So it actually beat itself out, which is great. Um, That's amazing. And just a little bit, Alan Menken wrote the song with music and lyrics from Howard Ashman. And uh, the song is performed by Samuel E. Wright, who is the singing voice of Sebastian the Crab. So love it. Little little, little bit about uh, that song, and uh, I love it. I love it. Do you know I had a Little Mermaid collection that you would not believe, and my room was Little Mermaid until I was sixteen. <laughs> and my <laughs> and my mom was like Amanda. We should probably switch this out. It's not and, switch, is it? and we did switch it out, but I packed up everything and put it in boxes because I was like, I can't get rid of my collection. You still have it? I still have a lot of it. I gave a lot of it to like my nieces and stuff yeah. as they were like growing up because I'm like, well, I'd rather them love on it. And then instead of it being in a box, here's what I think you should do. 
Here's a, little, here's, a little, here's a little business <laughs> advice for you, Amanda Trip. Yes. I think you should create a section in uh, Pressed Rose where yes. it's like for, for like it's, it's that all the Little Mermaid stuff and it becomes like a little selfie station for, for people to come to. It's like a photo op opportunity where you take a walk back in time into Amanda Sharp's 16 year old Amanda Sharp's bedroom with Little Mermaid stuff everywhere on it. That's it was, a great selfie moment. Oh my goodness. It was, it's such, such a good movie. So really I applaud is. that choice. And I love at the end of that song when he th- thinks he's still like singing to Ariel and she's like, gone, long gone. Yeah. Long gone. <laughs> long so gone. Great. Everything. It's, it's, it is. It's phenomenal. I, like I can hear it. I can see it. It's, it's great. And on that, that site too, that spin ditty uh, that I'm getting. I stuff love from, the name of it. Yeah. They actually have like then the, the YouTube clips from like the, the, the parts where the song is, which is kind of cool. So, so fun. Yeah. So you so can rewatch fun. it. So let's just check in with the comments really quick here. So, all right. So here, here's what I was saying. I, I was, I was apparently I was saying Jimmy. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Thank you for calling me out. I was apparently saying Jimmy, not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. I, I was saying Jimmy. Ask Jimmy me Cricket. Ballot. I have no idea, but I Jimmy can Cricket is, is Jimmy Cricket's uh, brother. Yes. Twin. Yes. Twin. <laughs> <laughs> And Chuck Taylor, if either one of you choose It's a Small World After All as one of your songs, oh. we're done. Mm, Chuck, I don't disagree. And But do you disagree, Chris? It's a Small World After All? Yeah. He's saying if, if, we, if, we, if, if one of you choose It's a Small World After All as one of your songs, we're done. He, I think he's saying... I better not be on any of your lists. That's why, and I, yeah. I can promise you, it's not on. It is not, and I think everybody, if you gone to Disney, you all have the because. Listen, one of the things that happens at Disney, especially when we were younger, are the rides do get stuck, especially during a thunderstorm or lightning storm, which happens a lot in Florida, in Orlando, um, and I was tell me, tell me you weren't stuck oh. on oh. the It's a Wonderful World ride. For probably about a half an hour oh, because listening. it just got stuck and the song kept going. It's a small world. Who would have thought they would have cut it off? Nope. Nope. It was, if you want to really like get payback on your worst enemy. Yes. Do that. And pull the plug. <laughs> do that and pull the plug. And just let, it's a small world after all, keep playing and you're stuck and there's nowhere to get it. You can't get out because <laughs> it's like, whatever that gross water is. That's that. <laughs> I got very ill. <laughs> we all know Amanda gets really bad motion sickness. And so that's, I'm associating it's a small world with being like motion sickness. So Chuck, I agree with you. And so does Chris. Yes. We're, we're going to have to do a reel maybe on that and poll the audience and see if they're just as traumatized by the song. They might be. <laughs> It might be. I, I know I am. I can't. I can't. I can think about it. Right. I hear it, and all I think about is being stuck in that stupid cart, and it's just spinning. And there was like the little part with like the kids are there, and they're all creepy looking. And I'm like, I just want to get out of here. Why am I on this ride? <laughs> Poor Chris. Poor little young Chris. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So as promised, before going into my second song, I'm going to talk about my American Idol experience and why this even came up was when we decided to do the Disney theme. Mm -hmm. I remembered that one of the songs that I said, because I actually Chris doesn't know this, I don't think, but I've actually tried out twice for American Idol. I did not know this. When you had (laughs) said when you even made that real, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then you knew what song I sang for one of the auditions, but yes. one of the auditions. So I, um, 
tried out in Ohio for one of them. Okay. And I slept in a huge stadium. And and James had asked a question, is this on TV? No, because like the audition to get to the point where you would actually get in front of a judge is a lot. And so the first time I went, actually, no, the first time I went, it was in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so I slept on the streets of New York. Marcus was in a hotel. <laughs> so he took me there, but he slept in a hotel. I, I was and then left you on the street. streets in Manhattan. Left me on the streets with all of the other hopefuls out there. <laughs> and I was, I befriended this amazing group of people around me and they were so sweet so amazing and there was one girl and this is gonna sound so mean she was the worst of all of us she was the worst of all of us and i was like but we wow. give her effort because she tried she Absolutely. went out there and she did like, it Yes. And so I was like, man, of all these people, like I, I narrowed down like a couple of the people that I was like, man, they, they really have a good chance. And so when I went to audition, I sang from Anastasia, which is not a Disney movie, but it was basically acquired by Disney because yes. it's not like Disney Plus now and everything or it was. Yeah. Well, um, it's, a, it's a Don Bluth film who used to work at Disney and then broke away because he was so upset with Disney. So good. And so it was Journey to the Past that I sang. Oh, and good song. Thank you. I thought it was a very good song. It was not what the judges were looking for. <laughs> the, <laughs> the pre-judges, not the actual judges, but the pre-judges. Yeah. And I was so bummed. I was like, well, that's OK. Do you know? And so we all waited for everyone else to finish their audition in our little like group that yeah. we've become. The girl that was awful made it. And what did she say? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. She sang Britney Spears. She probably did. Oh, baby. Probably. But and she made it through. So like maybe my ears just weren't good. But I feel like I can hear a good singer. Like I might sing just to sing because I enjoy singing. I don't think I'm maybe great. I'm not terrible. I wasn't terrible like that, I thought. Maybe she just had that little something that they were looking for. Just well, that, that little something something. She was a blonde. We'll say that. Okay. There we go. And then so I didn't give up there. The following year, I went to Ohio. (laughs) That's when I stepped, slept on the streets of a stadium. (laughs) And it was so great. So a sweet like mom and or dad and daughter duo came Mm -hmm. and they brought an air mattress and pillows and everything. They came prepared. I didn't. I went with a friend and they're like, hey, we're going to stay at a hotel. If you save our spot, you can use all of our stuff. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'm saving your spot. So I got to sleep on an air mattress, had pillows. Like it was, I mean, this is just how it works out for Amanda sometimes. You know what? That was premeditated. That's a, that's a pro move. They're like, we are, know we're staying at a hotel, but we're going to bring our stuff. Absolutely. So that way somebody will save our spot in line. And they were also from Michigan. And so it was great. And she was actually a very, very good singer. And so I was like, well, maybe the approach isn't like cartoon. Maybe it should be something a little bit more bold. And so I sang Respect. Yeah. And I thought I killed it. And do you know what the judges said to me for the second year in a row? What? It was very good. It's just not what we're looking for. So there we have it. So many years later, Amanda's here on the Chris and Amanda show, making her own dreams come true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think it's due time for another uh, for another experience. I think you should just pick something that's like, uh, you know, pick like poison or something like that. <laughs> just go completely different again. Maybe just I should go, just go, completely, yeah. just go completely different. 
<laughs> so that is my sad, sad American Idol story. Yeah, but the point is you did it twice. So I did that's it good. twice. And you you know, I have it. zero regrets. And that's my whole goal in life is to die with zero regrets. That's right. Zero, so, zero regrets. <laughs> and it was, this was years ago. So it wasn't even like we had phones that had video cameras on it. Cause there, I, I right. would have had some sort of footage, but nothing, nothing documents this. And now Amanda will recreate that very moment when she sang the song from Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my number two pick though. <laughs> I was like, well, it's technically not Disney. So I, I, it's on my list, but just for the story purpose. It so is not my, Disney. Yeah. Don Blue Studios, Disney. who was a Disney artist who left because he was so upset with the Disney system and then went on, of course, to do one of my favorite animated films of all time, The Secret of Nim. Oh, The yeah. Secret of Nim. Fantastic, phenomenal, Very good. such phenomenal. talent, such yes. talent. See, so great that way. Yeah. So good. And Anastasia right. was good. I went to such the a good <laughs> Such a good theater or such a good movie. Such yeah. a good song. It's just so good. All right. So, without further ado, without my further second, ado. my second song going into it was "You'll Be in My Heart" in Tarzan. I knew it. I had a feeling somewhere. Along the way, these were now. Is that that's a Phil Collins song, right? Yes, it is. I knew it. it yeah. Almost made the list before, just because I love right. it so much. So yeah. Tarzan, Tarzan's funny because I feel like honestly, and this is just me. I feel like Tarzan is a, is a, and this is just my point of view. So you may be like, no way, Chris. I feel like Tarzan is is kind of a uh, an underrated Disney animated film that people mm-hmm. don't talk Agreed. about a lot anymore, mm-hmm. and. I remember watching this all the time because my because Jaina growing up when we were little, I mean, I mean, when I was little, when they were really little, little, I mean, I got to rewatch. So we bought I mean, we had like every Disney film on DVD. It was like, oh, it's on DVD. Let's buy it. Yes. And Tarzan was one of those ones where she watched it like on a repeat, like oh. again, 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 you know, and it's always on. So this song is like forever etched, burned into my my memory. And, oh, you so know, good. This was too like I felt like you had this like bit where it was like Elton John was writing Disney songs and then Phil Collins got into the mm-hmm. act and he's writing Disney songs and you know you're getting into this like moment where like all these guys who are like kind of like rock and not rockers but like kind of came from that yeah. like seventies eighties era of like writing like big hit songs and then yeah of course like then writing like gigantic hit songs for for Disney it's it's amazing it's just such a good song and i just think it applies so much it's yeah. i can watch that movie 20 more times and i will still ball my eyes out 20 more times <laughs> it is such an emotional movie i mean it has a happy ending but it does have a happy ending it just like hurts my heart <laughs> it's my mama heart <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i mean i think that it's a really i mean it is it is you know i i uh i came into a point where i didn't like a lot of that phil collins stuff but uh mm-hmm. but you know i i would say i have a soft spot for it just because you know having i've watched it so many times with the girls the memory uh, of it yeah did you know that it won the academy award for best original song and a golden globe for best original song i only choose winners so i'm not surprised no <laughs> I only choose winners. <laughs> that has been proven not accurate <laughs> through many of our shows. I can't. Hey, this song came out in 1990. I wow. thought Tarzan was older than that. It's saying it came out in 1990. You'll be in my heart. 
I had the whole CD, the whole Tarzan CD. It was so good. By the way, it is actually charted too. Oh no, it says Tarzan soundtrack 1999. So this, this, this is great. off. Yeah, that sounds okay. off. Yeah. I was like 90. That's maybe I was late to the game, but that late. <laughs> He's uh, so this is according to Phil Collins, who was born in 1989. Oh, Lily Collins. Sorry. According to Lily T- Collins, who was born in 1989, her dad wrote the song for her. For, oh, so for, it's, it was written so as a lullaby to me when I was younger. She told oh. NBC in 2016. We grew up watching Disney mm. shows and movies together, so that was his kind of way of being able to do this for his kids. It was so special. That is so sweet. You know, the sad thing is, if I wrote Owen a song, he wouldn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he, I, I, I don't know. He would find it special where I'm like, oh, that's so sweet of him to do. And then... If I wrote Marcus a song, he'd be like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> Boy, you have, you have some tough critics at home, guys. Got some tough critics. We'll write a song together. Be- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we keep saying that and nothing happens. Like my I mind know. turns blank. Well, when I finally come out there to visit you, I'll bring a guitar and we'll just. Yes. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll come out of that. We'll come out of that with a, with a song. Yeah, we will. We absolutely <laughs> will. If anyone wants to sponsor an on-site location party where Chris and I can do that, reach out to us and we'll have a on-site party somewhere, preferably a record store. Yes. Record store or music store. Or I don't know. Anything. Anything like that. Your that backyard. I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of dog poop back there. <laughs> We'll come hang out in your backyard and do the show from there. I mean, you know, we could do the show from anywhere as long as we have an internet connection. So that's true. That's true. My home internet connection is not yeah. so great. <laughs> you know, record stores or preferably places with good food. You know, we're <laughs> yes, we like food, some good drinks. Me like me want meaning coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amanda will drink mocktails. Mo- Amanda's Amanda will drink a mocktail any, any day of the week. A good mocktail. Yep, put it in a fancy glass, and I'm happy. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All this and more could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, All right. I am excited to hear what your number one song choice is. So my number one. So let me, let me, I'm going to throw this to you. Okay. I'm going to say. Okay. I'd like you for you to guess. What do you think my number one song is going oh to be? Oh my, this is so hard. Okay. Okay. And this was hard for me. I feel like is it give me a clue old school? Uh not no it's not not classic it's not in like the classic not like classic? 60s or oh 70s my okay, Disney. Okay. It's not it's not that far. Um I mm. mean many people consider this film obviously a classic that it's from but it's not in that like early early, early era of Disney. It's mm. a little more contemporary. Oh my goodness. Um and it's animated. Animated? Uh, yes, it is an animated film. Oh my gosh, I'm really struggling. It's I, okay. I, I have right. no guess. I have no All guess. Right. Like I, okay. I can't even. And I'm probably gonna hear it and go. Now that makes sense. All right. So here, here is my number one pick. Okay. Just because I, I adore this film. <laughs> this is really one of my favorite Disney movies. I think I saw this in the theater like three times when it came out. It is. You've got a friend of me. Ah! 
I didn't. Okay. I'm totally story. <laughs> I should have known that. I should have known that. And the thing is, because you just put that to the reel that you did this morning. I did. Yeah, I did it. I, I did I that like, on purpose. This is, yeah. this is a good song. I should have known that. <laughs> I love this song. I love this song. I, and this I, so Toy Story. I mean, I love I actually the la- I did not see the last Toy Story movie. Um, but uh, the, the first three <laughs> Toy Story three was like really super emotional and dark. I wasn't prepared for all that. I was like, in a theater scene and I'm like, why is this happening? This is terrible. But anyway, the first, the first toy story is so, um, I, I don't know. It's special to me. It's magical. Uh, I mean, watching that on the, in the theater, like yeah, experiencing that and seeing that like Pixar, like that, them like really that whole mm. Pixar style of animation really I, I was just blown away yeah I was really really blown away by that film and mm-hmm. uh the the acting like all the voice actors in there are absolutely incredible I mean Tom Hanks and and um and Tim Allen give such great performances I know do. uh we are just talking a little bit about light years out right now which I I do want to see um for sure because I, I I like I love mm-hmm. the Buzz Lightyear yeah. character I just and it's just, you know, I mean, how can you go wrong about a song about friendship? It's just great. Yeah. It's like the most wholesome, positive thing you could possibly have. And it's great with and the thing is I I I am. I'm Matt Kid. I am I am the what is his name? Timmy? What what is the kid's name in the, in the Oh, um, oh my gosh. Jo- uh, Andy, sorry. Andy. I was like, what's on the phone? I can't foot? believe I'm blanking out right now. I yeah. know. Andy. I, had to go I am Andy. <laughs> I am still Andy. You, like you totally are Andy. I, I am Andy forever. That's me. I, uh, you. I I'm definitely Andy, and I know the the love of the toys. But like mm-hmm. you do, and it's like they do become your friend. So I just I love the theme of this, and and I so am this so song in myself. It is a perfect song. So uh, just a little bit about the song because once again, I love finding out because I you never think about it until you get into these spots. So. Uh, Randy Newman wrote and recorded the song and it became a theme song for the whole franchise. Uh, in the first film, Woody, an old fashioned cowboy voiced by Tom Hanks, vies mm-hmm. for his owner's attention and the boy receives a modern space ranger named Buzz Lightyear. The song's about the friendship of Woody and the boy Andy. Uh, Newman told Rolling Stone in 2017, I asked for adjectives and they gave me friendly comforting and I took them seriously. Cartoon figures have adult emotions just like a character in the war film Dunkirk. This is what he was telling um, Rolling Stone. And I also love that the duet version in the movie um, features the duet with him and Lyle. Love it. I love that. I like that. That whole like little back and forth. I think is cute. Uh, this was nominated for best original song in the Academy Awards, but it lost to another Disney film. Which one? It lost to Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. <gasps> oh, see, timing is everything. Like we've said, timing is everything. When you give me three songs, had a song, but on a different list, it could have ranked higher. You know, it really. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, it's crazy. And um, I, I, it's 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 like so funny. I like Disney beats themselves sometimes. It's hilarious. With it that is. Stuff. But uh, this was uh, Newman's first major animated film, and it yielded lots of opportunities for him later on. And uh, he said, I definitely found a place in animation, but I kind of got typecast. <laughs> I don't often do things, um, but uh, but he's happy to have done it. And Michael Buble covered this on his 2013 album, To Be Loved. And his oh, I don't ver- think I heard his version. His version before. peaked at number 10 on the adult contemporary chart. The song has also been covered by George Jones and Kathy Matea, Kenny Loggins, Brian Wilson, Steve Tyrell with Dr. John. 
So those are some George other. Jones did it. That's what they're saying. I've never heard that version, but I, that's I'm gonna that have is to what Google Machine that version. That is a wonderful choice, and you are everything about Andy. Like this, I am Andy. Yes, I, and I think you and many other people are, but you are Andy, is right. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I I definitely identify with Andy. <laughs> That is so fantastic. Good, good yeah. choice. I love um, Tom Hank and like Bo, Bo um, little Bo Heap. Bo, what is her name? Little Bo Heap? Oh, little Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Go Bo Peep. I'm like, why am I saying Heap? <laughs> little Bo Peep. <laughs> You're more Spike. So yeah, Chuck Taylor saying I'm Spike or rather Sid. Yeah, Sid. Spike was his dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do not think Chris is Sid. I identify with a lot of characters on that. On that. that well, uh, that, probably. That but at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I Andy and his toys and being friends with his toys. That that was me. Kind of still is. <laughs> you are not kidding when you say the third is a little darker and it's emotional and sad. Oh. That is a hard episode. That that one I was not prepared. I was not emotionally prepared going into that no. film for what happened. And I was oh I mean, of course, you know, it's Disney, so it kind of turns out okay in the end, but um but, but I was still, oh. It, oh, yeah. So anyway, go back and watch the first Toy Story because it doesn't mm-hmm. have that third part. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a very, it's adventurous, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, yeah. completely. There's, it's more jealousy than sadness. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And jealousy so, is just human nature. That's it. It is. It is human nature. And uh, I don't. Know, you got a friend in me. That's my number one Disney song by you, Randy Newman. You have a friend in you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and Chuck is coming in saying the rock and roll kid. Totally, Chris. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Thank it. you, Chuck Taylor. All right, Amanda Sharp. <sighs> Let's do What this. is your number one song? Wait, let me guess. I'm going to guess. I think you can probably guess. No pressure. The thing is, I, I feel like, it, it, but it, I, I feel like I could guess, but I feel like that it's going to be very wide. It's, uh, you know, when you love Disney so much, it, it's right. just like throwing a dart at the wall. I feel like. Hmm? So knowing that Little Mermaid is, is your favorite film. Uh, what's the heck? The one name I, see, I don't remember all the names of the songs. It's you're going to pull up a list. And the minute you pull up the list. It's not Kiss know. the Girl. I know that. You're going to, when you get that list in front of you. I am. I'm getting the list in front of me right now. I definitely know it's not Frozen. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that movie was okay. Like, I yeah. just feel like I saw it at a different age. I know it's not Aladdin. It's not a whole new world. Oh, oh, Chuck coming in with the answer. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm going to go with Part of Your World by The Little Mermaid. and Or not by Little Mermaid, but in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> what is a part of your world from The Little Mermaid? You are correct, Chris Maglio and the Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that song. So how I even stumbled across Little Mermaid, my sister, for whatever birthday it was, gave me the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. for my birthday present and i that was the first time i saw it and that thing went through my vh or my vcr over and over and over and over i okay. still have it i still have it you still have the original v- vhs I still copy have the original vhs copy it is that is my favorite song 
It is so wonderful. And I just think there's so much truth in that song. I feel it. Okay. I feel it. Like right. I, I'm always trying to be a part of another world, like going on and beyond just where like I am. And so I just feel Ariel so much. So you want to know some facts about the song? Please share them with me. All right. So here we go. So it was, this was written. So by the way, song is performed by Jody Benson. Jody. So Jody Benson is who performs the song. It was written by a Disney dream team of Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Uh, this is their Broadway style ballad. It's the centerpiece of the little mermaid. Ariel played by Jody Benson rejects all of her material possessions and longs to experience a life above water with humans walking around a nose. What do you call them? Feet. <laughs> <laughs> so here's fun. Fun fact. The song was almost cut from the film when it <gasps> didn't test well with children, with child audiences who caused a ruckus during the unfinished sequence, convincing <laughs> studio chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg to eliminate the scene. Oh, my gosh. Directors Ron Clements and John Musker pleaded with him to allow animator Glenn Keane to finish the scene, likening the situation to the iconic over the rainbow, almost getting cut from Wizard of Oz. He relented in the second screening to a hushed group of children sealed the deal. Jody Benson uh, always wanted uh, Jody Benson wanted to feel like she was really singing in an underwater cavern. So she requested the lights to be dimmed in the studio while she recorded the song. Ah. Um, despite the song title, Ariel doesn't actually sing about being part of your world, but part of that world. Fun fact. Fun fact. And uh, the song was infused with a country flavor when Faith Hill covered it for the 1996 album, The Best Country Sing, The Best of Country Sing, The Best of Disney. Did you know that? Did you hear if you heard the Faith Hill version? Mm-hmm. And Carly Way Jepsen also mm-hmm. did a version of the song as well. Uh, you know, it's sometimes there's just the only version, right? <laughs> Somehow, sometimes there's just the version and there's that is it. The only version. And <laughs> it, it's it's great when other people do it and like it's fine. But like sometimes there's a person who owns the yeah. version. I only want Ariel's version. Yes. And Ariel's version is the version for that song. It's just so good. I just love that movie so much. It just I could watch it. Oh, I just watched it like a month ago. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I just I'm like, I'm going to do some work on my couch. Especially, and I'm going to have Little Mermaid playing in the background. Especially having now learned that you had a Little Mermaid bedroom until you were 16. <sighs> and I know that if you still could, you would. I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not ashamed. <laughs> right. I was going to say, if you would, you could have your Elvis bedroom, your yeah. uh, Johnny Cash, and then your Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid. I have so many different like layers, but Little Mermaid is just fabulous. Fabulous. And there's a remake coming out, so I'll be very interested to see how the remake does. It's not that I'm against remakes, but no, to me, sometimes remakes no just are not right. Are they doing a live action version? A live oh, action. That's been the big, that's been the big trend and, is to take the animated and do a live yeah, action version. Uh, there's no way it's going to come near the success of the animated version. It's no. not that it won't do well. I mean, it very well could, but it is not going to be what will, my heart wants. I will say I did enjoy the Beauty and the Beast live action remake, the live action version. I thought that was actually pretty good. It really was, but I feel like that was an appropriate one to do live action too. You know, Little Mermaid and Water and all of the fish and stuff. It just, I can't yeah. quite wrap my head around it. 
So listen, this this was a fun, fun show. So and mm-hmm. I would love to hear what everybody else's Disney songs are, what your top songs are. So uh, if uh, if you can, give us a call. Uh, leave us a voicemail at plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine plus one nine seven three five zero six eight zero zero nine. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what your favorite Disney songs are or tell us why we're wrong about our picks or what your favorite <laughs> Disney movies are, whatever. And we will play on our next show because uh, we love playing voicemails. Please leave us the voicemails. It is really fun. Anything else, Amanda Sharp? (laughs) (laughs) No, great show. Just have a good week, everyone, and share our love with your friends. To get notified every single time we drop a new episode of The Chris and Amanda Show, just hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to become a sponsor of The Chris and Amanda Show, all you have to do is drop us an email over at Show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to become a featured artist on The Chris and Amanda Show, just head over to our Buy Me a Coffee page and select the Indie Artist feature over on the Extras tab. Or you can use the link in our show notes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and subscribe to our YouTube channel for updated weekly video content.